Welcome to Season 2 of the 52 Weeks Podcast. A series where four people come together to dream big, start small, and act daily. Hey guys, this is Meredith. This year, I want to kill it at learning the guitar and make yummy recipes. Why, hello! Steph here, and 2021 is going to be my year to run faster, eat all the veggies, and read more than ever before. I'm Heidi, a new addition this season, and I'm excited to be here. This year, I'm slowing down, showing more gratitude, and embracing the whole spectrum of real life. I'm the base of the podcast, Josh. This year, I want to have a failure each day and achieve my goals for my company, JP Couture. Make sure to subscribe so you don't have FOMO. Welcome to week 13 at 52 Week Podcast. We have a special guest, Ivan Gonzalez, today. He'll be joining us a little later. Uh, But right now, we'll get into our goals of uh, the last week. We'll start with... Should we start with Meredith? I knew he was going to do that. I'm trying to pull I up love the starting track. with I Meredith. <laughs> I think that's <laughs> a great idea. Meredith made you start last time. <laughs> I don't know. I got to the... It I just means it's not me. Keep chatting. I'm getting to our week really quickly. Sorry. Well, in case you can't tell, Meredith looks great today. Oh, She's got her hair all cut. She's in this cute shirt. I got her hair done. <laughs> I got my hair did. Did, that's what it is. I got my hair did. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, yes, now I'm ready with that nice little intro. <laughs> Let's hope my week looks as pretty as I do. <laughs> um, so, dailies, brushing my teeth, flossing. Well, no, it's just flossing. I do brush my teeth every day. <laughs> oh, thank God. Um, Book of Mormon, check, 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 all of the above. I have not practiced the guitar. I'm a failure on the guitar. I'm rebelling. Um, I did get my journal written in this week. Nice. Did you get all cut up? No. I mean, that's a lot. It is a lot. That's and a the lot. last time I wrote was in February. It was yeah. like February 2nd. So I have a whole that's month. A but each night, was it made it so much easier to get caught up yeah. each night. So Oh, so much. It's so much. Yeah. And then this week, I really, really, really focused on like, it says time management, but it wasn't that. It was just slowing down some more because I'm socially active and um, I had Wednesday and Thursday which Thursday did not go as planned and Thursday actually turned out really good because I went to Fleming's Steakhouse has anybody been to Fleming's uh-uh. no okay it's $53 for a steak oh wow it's it's a it's a pricey little place but I got to go and I didn't have to pay <laughs> <laughs> that's great um uh, so Wednesday was perfect. It was just kind of a down night. All The whole week went a whole lot better than it has in a while just because I wasn't rushing from place to place. And I got, I fit in some working out. Wednesday was a beautiful evening of like getting a few crafts done, working out, just life is good. That's great. Um, and then the workout. So I had a pretty good week. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, and then Steph, 
how did you do this week? You know, so I set my floor and ceiling goals, but then I didn't look at it again this <laughs> last week. You know how Mondays are usually our catch-up day, but I, like, worked until you guys came. So I just barely looked at it, and I was like, oh, this would have been so easy if I would have just, like, got up work an hour <laughs> early. Cause, so my floor goal was to eat just one vegetable and one fruit, and you guys were so sad that I didn't eat a vegetable or fruit all week. <laughs> but I totally would have gone to the grocery store and gotten if I would have prepared, you know. Don't you love the grocery goal. delivery? So I did that today. Sorry. Oh. No, I haven't done the delivery. I it was supposed to I was supposed to go at seven AM this morning, but then I didn't fall asleep until really late. Daylight savings. And you know, ordered it. I'm gonna pick it up on the way after this. Done. Nice. Yeah, I need to, well, because there was a Macy's right by us, so I, like, mm-hmm. I didn't do the delivery, but I did the pickup, and yeah. now I feel like a grocery store is so far. I mean, I live right by Reams, but that's where everyone in the neighborhood goes. But, um... My my floor goal was to go to the gym every day, and so Wednesday we had an event, and I afterwards was like so tired, like you know, just when you're like building up for stuff, and so I went through the gym just with like my pencil skirt and buttoned up my cardigan. <laughs> I didn't have a bag, and I was like, I don't care what people are saying, like I am getting my goal. <laughs> <laughs> just gotta walk in there, right? <laughs> yeah, but then the other days I um, did more, but it just like it does feel good, even though the same girl always looks at me in comments, <laughs> like Boston girl, can you please not say anything when someone walks in? <laughs> right. Out. But I think that like more than anything this week, I just was like, I don't care what anyone thinks. Like this is me getting my goal you know yeah. especially mm-hmm. on that wednesday so um so my ceiling goal was to get 10 miles and i got 11 and a half nice and then um my other floor goal was to do one interval and i did not do that and then yep those were my big goals for the week so that's awesome it's like the when i have to keep on going back to lowe's for uh-huh. like another bucket of yellow paint. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. it's the same guy every yeah. time. And I've tried to go at different times in the week because every time I go, he's like, <laughs> how can I help you? Yeah. <laughs> Are you sure? Ha, 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 ha. And I'm always just like, dude, yeah. like, could you hire someone else or like rotate or something so they don't know that I've been here five times? I want to blame one of them on him. He should have told you. It's absolutely his fault. Uh, why are you laughing? You yes. should take your job more seriously. Yeah. I'm going to charge you for my next times. bucket of yellow paint. <laughs> yeah, that, that girl at the desk. My floor goal of having it be a whole interval, I think it should have just been one movement <laughs> like just doing that gets me doing it so. what was sure. your ceiling goal on that one seven intervals yeah. <laughs> which was super ambitious but my ceiling goals are the ambitious like if i was living a perfect life that was be, that's yeah. what it would look like yeah so so that's fine nice dun 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 and Heidi. <laughs> Why do I get a dun dun dun? I, <laughs> I want to do a sound effect and all right, didn't all go right. over too well. <laughs> um, she's gonna make us all look bad. No, I mean pretty much this week was this week was um less than awesome. Um I mean I I prayed, I did repent, I did ask questions in my prayers, and I prayed in the morning. Um so my slowdown goal was to focus on the essentials, which is great. Like I got to the 
um, gym as many times as I was supposed to. Um, but my other goal was to like, I want to start like putting my phone away, right? Putting my phone away when I'm driving, putting my phone away while I'm at work, putting my phone away before bed. And that was good too. And then I was supposed to write in my journal during the week. Um, and so that Sunday didn't have to be such a huge journal writing day. Um, and I did. I texted Meredith. We were journal um, accountability partners. So I texted her on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday when I was writing. But I was writing on those days for the past week, like playing catch up. And so I caught up. And then I didn't write on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Well, like Thursday and Friday. And then Saturday, I just wrote until I was tired, which was at like 10 o'clock. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so <laughs> I didn't get too, very, too far. And I had a lot of stuff to say. It was just, I just had a lot of emotions I needed to get out in that, in that well, journal. <laughs> and writing in your journal, I mean, you're using an old school skill, right? You're using yeah. pen and paper. Yes, yes. And to process that in a shorter typing, you can just kind of put it out. But writing takes a lot longer. It takes a long time. It makes me really and, tired. And I think to, to make it effective, right? I mean, I could just say, like, I did this, I did this, I did this, done. Uh-huh. But that's not the in my that in my case that's not the point. My mm-hmm. point is I need to like work through these thoughts and work through these like feelings and work through these like things that are going around and around in my head, I like need to get them down. So if I just very quickly said on Monday, I did this and this and this, I worked and I went to the podcast. Tuesday, I worked and I painted that stupid desk. Wednesday, I did it right. Like that would, yeah. wouldn't take very long, but that I needed more than that this week. Anyways, I was, I was just going to ask like, what do you put? What content do you put in your journal? Cause I wondered that this week as I was putting it in, are you putting people's full names? Are you mentioning the emotion? Do you? I think it goes, it usually like when an emotion bottles up, right? So maybe not the emotion of the day. Mm-hmm. It's, I wouldn't say emotions are a daily thing, but if by the end of the week, I'm still thinking about that event or I'm still like trying to figure out, I I figure things out as I'm writing. Mm-hmm. So if I'm like thinking about something and I'm like, and then we did this and this and this, and I thought this, whatever. And then, and then it just like pops, like all of a sudden it's like, oh, this is why I'm annoyed. Or this is why I'm too tired. Or this is why Mm -hmm. whatever, right? So I think it kind of goes, I'm trying to also record like things that I'm learning in my scripture study or like experiences that I'm having when I'm praying or things like that to kind of record more important things than like, I also went to the grocery store. Mm-hmm. You know, like, are people going to care? Am I going to care? I don't know. But you don't know. As As a genealogist, we don't know what people are going to care about in the future, right? And and we love reading our ancestors' journals, journals that their say mundane, their mundane things yeah. that are like, uh-huh. I bought a dozen eggs for two cents, you know, or something. Yeah. And we're like, whoa. Mm-hmm. So yeah. should I write that in my journal? I don't know. I figured that stuff the internet will be able to tell you. Yeah. Right? But they won't be able to tell you what Heidi really thought yeah. about, <laughs> about whatever. And, and your journal and you probably is don't want to know that either. safe place to like oh, absolutely. really think out loud. Yeah. And I, sometimes I say that, this is just for you. That, that, uh, you know, like whatever I need to say. Anyways, so that took a lot of Sunday. Um, so did I write Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday? Yes. Did I write on Saturday? Yes. Was I caught up before Sunday? No. Whatever. But it was a good, that was a sincere effort on your part. I tried. I tried. Um, Are you wearing a great ring and scarf right now? <laughs> yes. yes. I'm, I'm noticing it as you talk. I'm like, it just looks very cheery. And it's yellow. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody needs a good yellow. It's something. True. Um, I did send my March birthday cards this morning. So good that's job. done. 
<laughs> I picked up the Spanish book I was supposed to pick up. I haven't read it yet, but I got it from the library. I did not apply for a job, and I'm only like kind of done with the summer. I've kind of I've made a calendar for the summer and put on the things that I already know are happening. Um, I haven't done tons of research yet on like future things, which is what I was supposed to do is kind of finalize and make decisions. And I didn't do that. So lots of yellows this week or like almost greens, but not there and a big fat red. That's where we're at. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Because of what your sister said, huh? We all stepped it down for yeah, your sister. Exactly. Can we give your sister a shout out? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let's give my sister a shout out for listening. And Thanks then for she, listening. yes, yeah. <laughs> so it's all you, girl. Um, she said. Oh, you have a yellow phone case too. Okay. Guys, I know it's bad, and a yellow journal. Don't and worry about it. <laughs> wow. I don't always carry these together, right? So. Um, my sister suggests, you know how in exercise movies, there's always the modified version in the back? The podcast needs one of those. Who is the model for how to do goals on a little scale? All of you are so, so gung-ho. So we'll work on that modified scale. That was us this week. It was. We all, we all. We all just didn't get there. Except for maybe Josh. We haven't heard from him yet. To be continue. So this week... Um, I had a busy week. It's harder to drink 120 ounces than I thought. <laughs> okay, when you how's that me going you for were you? Going from drinking like maybe eight ounces to 120. Eight? I don't know what he was drinking. He didn't say that last week. Uh, yeah, I didn't say it. Like I don't even know how many. Isn't I was that drinking. a cup? But that's a huge. Yeah. yeah, but that is a huge amount to just jump through. Jump to. Yeah, like I wondered. I did I mean, it two times. I should have been a better accountability buddy and said, why don't we start out with 80 ounces <laughs> and then next week we do 100 next week. and Ooh. the week after is 120 because your body to go from like, I'm going to guess like a normal water bottle. Yeah. And American units, how many is 120 ounces? What is that? Oh, like. Is that like a gallon? A is gallon. it a liter? Is it a gallon? Well, because you got like, um. A two-liter bottle is 64, I think. We have our computers in front a of us. Two, uh, our soda bottles, are those two liters? Ounces. They're our only 20? 11.5, yeah. So that means he's drinking six of those. Kill Ivan and I in since we just came in the room. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> we are going over my goals. Yeah. Um, we're talking about me now. And <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Um, and so I am talking about my goal of drinking 120 ounces, mm -hmm. which was very difficult. <laughs> it was very lofty. I felt like I was drowning. But, um, and, well, the other, the other thing is just keeping track of it. I'm like, ooh, did I drink four ounces there or eight? Do I include the ice or do I not include the ice? <laughs> How much you, ice is in fill, there? If you fill up your water bottle with ice, it's a lot less unless the ice has melted. Right. Count the ice. <laughs> and so, like, I didn't really, when I set this goal, I didn't think of those little mm. minute things. Yeah. And so, 
I'm going to have next week. Do you I, have yeah. a standard water bottle? Yeah, I think that's what you need. And then you just fill it up a certain number of times a day. And I can and use my cricket to help do a <laughs> She'll decorate it for you. Cricket. You can check it off. Uh, oh, no, it's I a vinyl cutting. Oh, okay. I'm like, you so have you like a Jiminy cricket? <laughs> or, oh. <laughs> <You can just laughs> to put on your little <laughs> shoulder and like whisper <laughs> you. <laughs> whisper to <laughs> encourage you to drink more. Oh, awesome. The thing is, when you jump to that much water, you really do feel like you're drowning. I feel yeah. so good oh, if I yeah. drink a lot of water really fast or I haven't been drinking water. Mm -hmm. Well, it's like, so I drink a large cup of water the first thing I wake, do when I wake up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, just because eight hours or however long I sleep that night. Mm -hmm. um, I just haven't done anything, so I'm dehydrated. But so I count that. And so I was averaging like anywhere between 60 to 100. One day I got 120, and that was just, I am always drinking. Yeah. But, yeah. anyways, um, it's a process. I will get better at it. Like, I think I like the idea of having a standardized cup, and I just do that. I was thinking of getting one of those apple juice containers and just filling that up and chugging it. Wait, one of the glass ones? Oh, yeah. Like old school? Old school, like, yeah. <laughs> I have a little, like, string on top of it, carried yes. over my shoulder. Yeah. Um, no. Uh, just a plastic one. Yeah. But, so that was interesting, and I did know soda this week. Mm. Did have headaches. I don't know if How are you doing fun. now? So this morning I had an awful headache. They're going away sooner okay. than, like, lasting all day or half day. So that's good. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's uh, yeah. I've done this like before, and during this time, I'm like, why on earth do I start again? Like drinking soda and caffeine. It's yeah. more of a caffeine beverage. I don't know if I'm addicted to the sugar or what. But anyways, so that was doing good. That was still continuing as a process of me doing no soda. I did have a carbonated water. Oh, that carbonation just killed your th my well, my throat. And those are nasty. Yeah, I'm like, oh. Carbonated water. Can you not buy this? I like flavored water, not yeah. carbonated water. Uh, praying, I do that daily. Oh, actually, going back to your water bowl, that is something that gets me through my water is those flavor packets. Oh, like a... Like a strawberry lemonade. Oh, cool. I like the Crystal Light. They're five calories. They're not a lot. But I'll oh, drink... That'll I'll put drink me over the edge. I'll drink one of my um, hydro flasks. Yeah. And then the second one I reward myself with a little... A flavored? Uh-huh. And then I go back to my normal one. So I'm at least getting 90 to 100. Really? And hmm. that just makes it not feel like you're not drinking just water. Just water? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then it's funny because I'm like, ooh, this ta this water tastes a little like ho rubber hose. <laughs> or <laughs> this has a weird taste to it. Yeah. <laughs> now it's just be covered up with sugar water, yeah. um, which would be awesome. Uh, journaling. This week was kind of busy. I didn't get as many as I wanted to. I got to catch up later on tonight or tomorrow. But I did a four out of seven. And then a script. I did that about the, s the same. Um, typically I do one in, in the same, like, you're like, oh, I'm done writing my scripture or writing my journal and onto my scriptures. And then praying seven out of seven. 
Um, workout, I only did uh, once. Um, that will change this week. And printing out flyers, I did that. And that was awesome. The person, I was super nice to the person at the beginning, like generally I am. And then, um, she, that I was kind of in a hurry and I didn't realize I did this until she gave me a really dirty look. But like she went, like I paid for everything. I'm like, I'm just waiting for my receipt. Can I get my receipt please? And she's like, and if you want to do a survey, fill this out. And then also we have this program. You should fill this out. She's showing me all this stuff. I'm like, um, when can I leave? And like, I didn't say that, but that's what I was thinking in my head. I'm like, I have a lot of stuff to do. And so I started like, um, I was rotating my index finger and my middle finger like together, like rolling like this. And she saw that and I realized I did that. I didn't think I did that. Like I was thinking it, but I didn't think I was doing it. And it just, her count has just changed. I'm like, oh no. And she's like, well, you're in a hurry. So here you go. I'm like, I'm sorry. Yes, I am in a hurry. <laughs> and then I walk out and then I've realized I forgot my thumb drive. So I walk back into the storage. Like if you weren't such a hurry, I wouldn't have forgot this. I'm like, okay, thanks. <laughs> and you're such I'm a like, nice guy normally. Yeah, normally. I, I think I handled like, except for like a little cue of like, uh, like can we speed this process up? <clears throat> Um, as I handled it, I mean, she got all, uh, the words are coming that I shouldn't say, but she got really <laughs> impatient <laughs> or angry. Um, and then I did put together the keychains. The thing is like, I totally, I thought I just hand them out on my booth, but that wasn't a case. I should have dropped them out front. So I have a lot of keychains now. Um, I did. So if you're getting married, or yeah, you, you get married. a keychain. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, so that's at least now I I know the process of making keychains and I'm really good at them because I made over a hundred of them. And uh, I didn't make any photos of them yet. I have tons of them, so I can't do that. But uh, I stayed up way too late Friday night um, into the next morning. Way in the morning. Making them? Yeah, making them, finishing things up. And it just threw my whole week off and into this. And then the daylight savings time just totally killed, killed me. Not literally, but because I'm, I'm here talking. Um, anyway, so that is our week. We have Ivan Gonzalez here. He's a good friend, housemate. Um, We've been friends for a while. We met at a party. We like concerts and that's how we connected. And um, he has been involved in numerous different charity events um, from, uh, there's a camping event that he does with um, special needs that he did back in Pennsylvania that really touched him. Um, he's flown back a couple times just to do that. Um, he, from Pennsylvania, came out to Utah, beautiful Utah, for the mountains, girls, and <laughs> whatnot. And um, he did some, he worked at Ronald McDonald House and helped with 
many events with uh, the children there and the families that were staying there to help them feel comfortable and have fun at their uh, time of need, really. The most um, as a um, trialing event in one's family could happen. And then he started his own charity, which is the best seat in the house, which I've done a few volunteer hours with it. Super fun to see the smiling faces of the, the kids. Uh, one event that we did together was this family that was from Montana. The dad was driving back and forth. And um, they were staying at the Ronald McDonald house and they loved soccer. And so Ivan had a connection with uh, Real Salt, uh, Salt Lake and we were able to, he was able to get tickets and I was able to help out in um, this event for the family. And the, the dad was just um, expressing how like, when he was little, he didn't have enough money to buy a soccer ball. And he was able, being able to like, to play soccer with a ball of rags taped together. And it was just, it was perfect timing because right when he was telling me the story, um, the real um, person rep that was helping us came out with a soccer ball and gave it to his dad. And his dad was just in tears and then gave a bunch of, <clears throat> I'm getting choked up. Um, <clears throat> and then also giving a bunch of like uh, clothing and stuff. It was really heart moaning. Um, wow. I didn't think I'd get choked up this. And then it was just really awesome to see like how the family just loved it. But <clears throat> here's Ivan. Welcome. Thanks for having me, guys. So how long have you been doing the best seat in the house? So this is our fourth year as a charity. Um, but five years ago is when I started the idea of it, started doing the events. And for about a year, I just did it on my own just as a hobby side thing side passion uh and realized the need was bigger than what i could do on my side budget and that's when i started uh as an official nonprofit and went through uh the process of doing that uh so four years as a nonprofit, but five years in the making is what i like to say yeah it's a it's a process right Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, 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 I've, as you've mentioned, I've worked at other nonprofits and volunteered at other nonprofits, and I'm an accountant, so I, I uh, thought it would be easy because I'm like, oh, I got all these connections. I already know what's there. It's way more detailed than I thought it was. But I, thankfully, luckily, blessed, however you want to say it, to uh, uh, have a good connection of support and network that uh, I was able to get the right pieces to fill out the forms, get all the registration set up with the government and with the state uh, to be approved as a 501c3 nonprofit. So uh, from this point, what has been one of your favorite events that you've done? Uh, besides the one you're commenting, there's dozens of those. Uh, but my favorite well, it's a tie between two, and there are a week, a month, uh, sorry, a yearly events for uh, for me. So in September is my birthday, and the reason why I started my nonprofit uh, five years ago for my birthday, 
I just started working at Ron McDonald House, and I was like, uh, I was like, I'm not really rich, but I was like, I kind of have everything I want. I'm a single guy. Like, I don't really need anything. I mean, I want like some big things, but I was like, I don't like. People were like, Hey, what do you want to do for your birthday? I was like, I don't really know. And uh, and I just started working at Ron McDonald House, and I was talking to my coworker, and I was like. She was mentioning, and I was like, I love events, you know. And I'm just looking at the kids, and I'm just like, man, that'd be kind of cool to do something here. She's like, why don't you for your birthday? I was like, huh. And then we started talking, and then it just became a birthday carnival. And uh, and I think you were there, Josh, actually. Uh, I just had my friends, instead of getting presents or going out to eat, I was like, hey, chip in money. We'll buy some food, buy some toys, get some games. Um and we'll do this carnival and everyone loved it all everyone loved it and it was funny because uh i mean this happens every september now at ron mcdonald house but uh it it always gets me because like i love it because the kids come up to me and they're like wait it's your birthday but i'm getting presents i'm like yep that's (laughs) how we do it uh and it just it's my birthday treat every year um and actually my friends like josh and they fight over that event like it's to volunteer for that carnival because it gets bigger and bigger and i just i just because it's my birthday i want to do it really big and then uh around christmas time i do a holiday dinner for refugee families which has grown as well uh and it's just a kind of giving back the way that when i was um oh, sorry when i was younger i remember the local church and community giving me and my brother presents one time when my family my parents couldn't afford it right when my mom moved from the philippines it was money was tight but mm-hmm. uh i still remember that um those presents and i knew when i got older i had to do an event that same way to give back and it just incorporated into my nonprofit and my charity uh so those are my two key I can't put one over the other because yeah. I, I love both of them. and I mean, all my events, but those two I look forward to every year and plan very accordingly. Like, as soon as it's done, I'm ready thinking, what am I going to do to top the next it? Year, yeah. Yeah. Well, so I have known Ivan for a couple of years, too, and we did a thing at the Ronald McDonald House, I remember, with you. And I just, like, I didn't know all these other events that you've done, but the one thing that I want that I've always admired about you is that, like, Ivan is someone, not only is he doing this charity work, but I feel like you're always looking out for people, and you're always watching out for maybe that, like, underdog or whatever. Like, any event that you're at, like, you're going in and finding people that need friends. And I just, I really admire about that about you. So I wanted to give you a shout out for that. <laughs> but okay, like I feel like you have a lot of different things that you're doing, like a lot of different balls that you're juggling. How, like, since we like to talk about goals here, how do you keep everything going and not drop the ball? Or do you drop the ball? Uh, I don't really, I don't really, I don't really, I don't really drop the ball, but the event is not the same. Okay. In a sense, mm-hmm. with a lot of events. And you're a DJ. Yeah, used to be. I gave yeah. it up Retired. for my nonprofit. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I had to give it up because of I couldn't fit everything. Oh yeah. Uh, That's really cool. Uh, I used to be just, you know, fly, uh, 
shoot from the hip, like fly, mm-hmm. like, cause I love events and I, I, I it's kind of, an, uh, uh, feels, uh, uh, what, what's the word I want to say? It's just like common nature to me. Uh, I just know how to do it. And sometimes it's like, Oh, I'll do that this week or blah, blah, blah. But starting my nonprofit, uh, I really got into using my Google calendar and that like saves me now, like the time things. And I also position, not position. I also plan my, uh, weeks and months accordingly. So I know, um, certain days, uh, I actually schedule that I'm not going to do anything that night and not be pr- productive. Cause then it's kind of that theory where you got to put the, in the airplane, you got to put the mask on yourself first mm-hmm. before you can help someone else. Yeah. And I got burned out like mm-hmm. the first two years of doing my nonprofit because I'm also volunteering everywhere else and working. Mm-hmm. Um, so that really hit me hard, like getting burned out a couple of times. And I'm like, I don't like this, but I just keep running myself mm-hmm. ragged where the last couple of years, I, now I like plan my weeks accordingly. I know I'm going to do a charity event. It's going to be Tuesday or Wednesday night, best seat in the house event. Mm-hmm. I'm volunteering, you know, Saturday morning and then, uh, obviously working nine to five, yeah. and blah, blah. but I plan accordingly now that I schedule the day nights off that I'm not really doing anything and then have a kind of a idea of what days I'm going to do the charity events at. Okay. So we're scheduling that though, because I've tried that. And then someone will ask to do something, and I feel like, well, I want to go do that, and it's dumb to say I have my own time. So how do you say, like, no to people when they invite you to stuff? So I don't really say no. I just switch my days then. Oh, okay. So I'm like, oh, I'll just have my day off Thursday instead of Friday, and I just move it. I just make sure I'm flexible, but I have the plan accordingly and then switch it because things will pop up and Mm -hmm. that I'm like oh I really want to do that but you know I was just gonna ask so when you say day off does that just mean day at home does that mean I mean for me day like if I was gonna have a day off I'd be like I'm doing nothing from five to ten I'm gonna read my book leave me alone but I don't think but that doesn't, that's not how it usually works in my life, right? I'll be like, day off means I'm going to get my budget done. I'm going to meal prep. I'm going to, I mean, it means I'm going to be home, but I'm not like relaxing. I'm just like checking more stuff off my to-do list. So do you mean day off, day off? Or do you just mean like home? And if so, you do mean day off, how do you, tell me more about that. <laughs> yeah. So it, it kind of depends on the week. Okay. And well, COVID, it's been more just at home. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. uh, before it would be like, uh, just go, um go to uh okay like before covid like uh tuesday night was temple night sure so sometimes if things got that was my night off because i'm just driving to the temple do a session come back um but yeah with covid it's been more like i'm gonna be at home you know uh but it kind of depends on if i need to go out do something go go dinner out or whatnot um but those days of of um cleaning and whatnot that's like scheduled in like a saturday or uh friday or not friday but I, so, so the, you for don't, me you it's, don't meal prep on your day off no i don't <laughs> that's good i don't meal prep in general 
<laughs> I should, but I don't. But I don't. I love like diving into people's lives and seeing like a little bit of how people do things. So. And so you start planning for one event. When one event's done, you start planning for the next one. And are you like coordinating all the stuff? I mean, the venue. Like, how do you plan? Yeah, so as my charity has grown over the years, I have a volunteer coordinator now that takes that part off my plate, mm-hmm. and I still continue to foster uh, partnerships and planning events mm-hmm. and, and whatnot. I actually met with one today to plan, uh, create a new partnership with them. Uh, and then based on the different charities that we partner with is kind of the schedule that we have. Like with Ronald McDonald House, obviously before COVID, it was a monthly event. It was always known first week, first week of the month, that Tuesday or Wednesday, uh, we're doing an event. Whereas other charities, it's more like, oh, we're going to do three events, August, September, and December, uh, vice versa. So, so what would you say is the goal of the charity? I mean, is it to have a certain number <clears throat> of events? Is it to like impact a certain number of lives? Is it to raise a certain amount of money? Is it to just see little kids eyes light up i mean like what would you say is the goal so really the main goal for for our charity is amount of kids that we can reach every year uh and uh before covid it's been you know growing but we still did so 2018 our first year we served 600 kids and then 2019 where i really burned out we served 3,000 kids and then last year, we even with COVID, we served 2,000 kids. So now I'm kind of like, okay, that 2,000 or more um, kids is kind of the, the goal this year mm-hmm. again. Uh, I don't know. I'll need a lot more help to continue to go to 3,000 a year. Um, but now I'm seeing that, that I need help. I'm bringing more help on. Um, but that's really our goal. because And then, like, COVID last year was really eye-opening because I knew there was kids in need, obviously, with all the kids that we work with, but it just exploded last year. Um, So our Christmas, our holiday dinner, I can't really say Christmas, holiday uh, dinner, uh, the last two years before last year, we had about 150 people come and, you know, half of that was kids and then their parents. Uh, and last year we had 600 show up before we closed the door because we had 200 waiting and I had nothing for those family. And we stretched it. Like I had, we were scheduling like 200 people. So I had food and that we stretched to 300 people. I had toys and clothes for about 400 people. And I was just going to double up. I'm like, Hey, take two, two presents. So that, you know, quickly, you know, so we stretched it all, but then, uh, we're like, we got nothing. Like it was, I usually have stuff left over. Uh, there was nothing on the tables, like nothing. And I was like, wow, this is a, uh, this is a big need this year. So, um, the metrics we try and do is I partner with charities, um, to meet the families, get to know them and then build these experiences off of that. But then the events help us gauge what is needed in the community and, uh, but COVID really changed things because we were starting to get a groove. And then as everything in the world, COVID uh, derailed things. But uh, yeah, that's kind of our goal, uh, how many kids we can get uh, 
in a year. Awesome. And so, but like, so heartbreaking though to see that like you have to turn how many kids? Uh, two hundred people. That's with their parents. But and yeah, like, just I think it makes me realize more even like the needs that are out there. So that's what like, I feel like. Anytime I talk to you and talk about what you're doing, <clears> it always reminds me. Oh yeah, there's people that need help. And that was just one school because I'm such a small nonprofit. Mm-hmm. There's tons of schools that I'm not even touching or no one's able to help because I just don't have the resources. And then I'm just like, everyone that was there and we're just like, and people I've talked to, they're like, wait, you turned away 200 people? Let alone all the other schools we didn't even you know, go to or the families we could help. Uh, so it was, yeah. Even for me, times are eye-opening because I'm like, I've been doing this for four years, but it's like, nope, you're still learning. You're still, there's still new things to, to see. Yeah. My sister helped out at that event. Oh yeah, she did. <laughs> I felt bad because I talked to her for like two minutes because it was crazy. <laughs> you should tap into her with your future growing needs. Yeah. She would love to help, I know. Yeah, Heidi's talking to her. So oh, I, I'm trying to, good. as a growing thing and planning thing, I, I'm trying to, because I like to control things. I'm a control freak and perfectionist, <laughs> but it's not really good because it holds me back from growing. So I'm still, uh, so Heidi, who's my volunteer coordinator, is amazing. And, um, but it's interesting to, like, everyone got used to the first three years. It's just, I will reach out. And now it's like, you need to sign up. Mm-hmm. And then people are like, hey, why don't you ask me that? I'm like, you need to sign up. I've been telling for a year, sign up to volunteer, and Heidi will reach out to you and stuff. So it's been a learning process that way to, like, not only give some uh, responsibility to someone else, but, like, have supporters change their minds that – so yeah on our website and like social media like almost every week there's one post hey if you're interested <laughs> people aren't looking and we're like emailing yeah yeah so i mean anyone listening to this heidi at best you know just email her and you can get signed up but yeah it's on our website and and social What's your media. Website? So our website is www.bestcslc.org. <laughs> uh, and then you can find out, follow us on Facebook, Best C SLC, and Instagram, same, Best C SLC. Um, but yeah, it's, that's been really interesting, that part of it. Like, cause yeah, people are uh, not following or they're like, just, they're just used to me reaching out uh where now it's like i'm not gonna i'm gonna i have to give heidi um support and like yeah. you know not like undermine her yeah, not yeah. that she thinks i'm undermining her at all but but systems everything needs systems yep well and i was just gonna say this like reinforces everything we've been talking about for the couple, last couple of weeks about boundaries and time management and how it works for a company as much as it does an individual life because you creating the boundary to say not just come to me but to really delegate really will allow your company I mean I call it a company but it's your charity your nonprofit um, to grow because sharing that responsibility allows the resources to be used better and 
it could grow really fast. I mean, it was growing really fast with just you, but teamwork and those boundaries. And people going and signing up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now that people grow. Yeah. I mean, our four listeners. Yeah. <laughs> <And> Mama Schultz. <laughs> My sister. My sister. <laughs> yeah, and just like you said, that's uh, – and for me, it's to uh, uh, also – you know, they, they always say two minds are better than one, you know, mm-hmm. it, like sometimes I get so caught up in myself and I know everything, not to say that I do, but it's just like, oh, yeah, there's, I, I, I'm an accountant during the day and I'm like about efficiency and just running the same way or like having Heidi and a board mem- board members aboard help give me different perspectives. I'm like, oh, yeah, so that I, I don't stay like just one one-sided it helps me like oh hey i didn't think of that uh angle oh we can help more people this way and and whatnot and that's been awesome to finally like open things up and i'm like because everyone the board and people support like you need to open this up it goes back to like Mm -hmm. being able to use all the resources that are coming in and then expanding because the real goal like you we i mentioned before is to to reach more kids because there is more kids that need it um but i can't just throw everything at it like it has to be built uh step by step even though i'm really impatient and don't want to build the steps but i have to so what's your next milestone in your charity uh this year is uh because of covid it's uh my milestone again this year is to to beat two thousand kids, because mm-hmm. hopefully you know the summer things open up and whatever the new normal is. Hopefully, like we're able to reach more kids. That I'm like, okay, we've gone through COVID now, and we can start building up um, systems to keep it growing. Uh, in a, I don't know what the word is in a stable growth i guess you would say yeah so in this like covid year it seems like the goals have to be a little bit more fluid uh to be able to you don't really exactly know like what the standard or what you're able to do moving into like the summer and the fall so with your charity what do you feel like is the busiest time of the year for you holidays holidays october to december it's all it's it's our busiest time uh, and, uh, I, I'm trying to come up with a better way to say this and not sound, um, not thankful and whatnot, yeah. but here in Utah and the culture, it's awesome around the holidays. It is. And people are very giving in the holidays and then other nonprofits will, won't say this, but they, they want to say this more, but it's like. You know, there's a whole nother nine months to <laughs> help people and, and whatnot. And again, I'm trying to come up with a better way to say that but, and be more open because because uh, people are, I mean, I get so many people wanting to help and it's awesome around Christmas. And I'm like, y- there's all these other opportunities that you are you can do and spread things out or you can help more people. But again, I get it. It's the, the culture and the the holiday season everywhere really mm-hmm. people are giving um but it's just been interesting to be like trying to manage things because you know i'll spread things out myself uh, well it's like uh, in the shelters and the food like pantries like 
Thanksgiving, there's a waiting list to be able to help serve um, people. And like uh, Sheree and I, Sheree is my little sister, um, we were like, hey, let's go, let's go help feed people this Thanksgiving. And this is the day before. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, not going to happen, Sheree. Everybody's booked up. Mm-hmm. She's like, that's weird. I'm like, I know. Oh, well. <laughs> We'll plan another day. <laughs> no, you. Uh, sorry to. No. Yeah, Thanksgiving. Good luck. You, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like with Ron McDonald House, it's a year before. Really? Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. So the popular ones, it's like unless you know someone that will like. All right, Screw sure. Yeah. yeah, I get it all the time, and I'm like, eh, I've learned to say no. I'm like, I'm sorry. I, we, I can't help you. Like, I, yeah. I can't even get in. The, <laughs> yeah. I have to schedule things in advance. But yeah, but and. I mean, your Cherie is good-hearted and wants to give back, but it's just, you know, this it's that time of the year. Like, yeah. we, you know, and people do get mad at, like, nonprofits and charities. They're like, I'm trying to to <laughs> give. And, you know, it's like, <laughs> like, there's 20 people to feed here. They're being fed twice today. Thanksgiving <laughs> meals. We can't, like, oh, yeah, like it's not going to help. How about 4th of July for you? <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly. How does March sound? <laughs> living and I planned the activities it was the same thing with like everyone wanted to volunteer their singing services and so December they had like three like musical things a day and by oh, the wow. end they were like we don't want to listen to music. <laughs> you know or like people bringing in cookies and they're like we don't so yeah like but it's just like you forget throughout the rest of the year and so it is like good reminder of Hey, if you want to go serve, like go during in June. June, yeah, exactly. You really could use people in June or whatever. Yeah, exactly. So what do you find the hardest thing about um, your charity and setting goals with it? Um, uh, Sorry, usually this would be an easy question to answer, but COVID really just just threw... like I had all these stuff planned and systems in place and then um keeps but, you on the toes. Yeah, it keeps you on the toes, but a big thing I was pretty happy with Heidi and I and my board, uh, because I structured the the charity to be flexible. Mm-hmm. So we provide event and experiences, but you know, that could be a number of things where it's like an event could be a carnival at Ronald McDonald House or the event like during COVID was a princess story time over Zoom where we gave, uh, I sent packages to families' homes or at charities to use um, to play color with their favorite princess and whatnot. So So I'm pretty happy that we were able to still do events and be limited. Uh, So, uh, so like this year, we're still kind of trying to see what, what uh is able to do but the biggest uh for any nonprofit, any charity is resources and fundraising so um being my nonprofit, being small you know I, my fundraising event has become bigger and bigger uh every year which is the case you know get more volunteers more supporters you get your word out there more and more um but with my nonprofit, it it's all about that event. Mm-hmm. And then from there, I kind of have an idea of what my resources are. And then we're forward. like, oh, okay, we can move forward. Um, but this year, uh, we switched to 
So with nonprofits, a lot of the money you can get is from the government or big foundations. Uh, individuals do help, and that's the uh, first couple of years, but uh, a lot of foundations will not donate to a new nonprofit till they're three years oh, in. Wow. Uh, so that's, that's like the best way to raise money, but it's the hardest because they won't even look at you for the first three years. Mm-hmm. So I, I knew that luckily, and I didn't even go after them cause it was like, waste it's just time. a waste of time and it's hard, like to write grants. But now I have uh, a friend, a good friend volunteer that's writing grants for me and I've learned how to write grants. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now uh, it's going to be interesting this year cause, uh, we have a goal of uh, raising a certain amount of money mm-hmm. through grants, and we'll see. Because uh, we, it's our first touch with them, our first initial meeting with them, and a lot will say no, and I totally get that. Um, but it's going to be interesting after this year what grants come, what partnerships we set up. Because usually once you're in the door, you're in the door. It's yeah. pretty nice. They'll keep, as long as you keep the reporting, you have to do a certain reporting and actually stay in compliance i guess you would say with the mm-hmm. government and stay a nonprofit and report back hey you gave us this amount of money this is yes we did use that. it and blah 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 but so once you're in the door usually it helps to from year to year i can plan oh well these 10 foundations supported us last year they probably will again and then, you can and then we can budget. build off of there so That's this cool. year has been going to be an interesting year it's kind of a transition year to see how how we go, how we do it. You recently have an event. Um, how did that go? Uh, our virtual gala? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I guess you could say, I luckily are blessed. Our main event is in February. So last year we were in the area that I know of. We were one of the last live charity fundraiser. And then March happened and then COVID mm-hmm. uh, obviously happened. And that was luckily and blessed for me because then we could see how everyone did the fundraising the next year because I was like, oh. And I, I was lucky to have, again, I have great board members and supporters. And my one board member, rock star guy, Cause, he uh, loves – he's like a lot like me. He helps other nonprofits. And he used to be in TV for like 25 years. And now he's a like a voice uh, – not a voice actor, a voice – uh speaker or whatnot so like if you call enterprise here in utah that's his voice and like (laughs) books he does the voice yeah yeah (laughs) so anyway he uh he noticed right when i met him actually two years ago he noticed like nonprofits needed help with like MCs and mm-hmm. auctioneers and stuff. Cause there is some, but they charge a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, this is my one way I can give back. So luckily I met him and he came on my board and uh, it was funny cause we joke cause we were like, oh, you can help all these other nonprofits this next year. And then when it comes to ours in February, we know all the kinks and we know yeah. what not to do, what to do. Cause there was, uh, most have turned out great virtual galas instead of live uh, galas, but some not so, good. not so good. And most of the time it's technical issues. So with the virtual gala, it's really important to have a great internet connection, videographers, producers. Uh, one charity I love, sadly, the 
there was a mistake and they were supposed to go live at seven didn't get on to like 725 so people i i mean people still were supportive and staying on but they're like on facebook like what's going on and uh and then the website like it's just a blank screen you know and so that didn't help and then other nonprofits didn't really promote it at all so like no one really watched or bid mm-hmm. on auction items so that was interesting um but yeah like i said i was lucky enough to to watch other nonprofits and see what they did and then have cause and i break down and plan what we were going to do and it was very successful um raised more money than last year even though we didn't have in-person ticket sales uh yeah and uh we reached uh over 5000 views on facebook and this uh, part of the planning was to grow our social media i'm not a big social media person so it was it was really hard that part of planning cuz cause was like you need we need to grow our supporters cuz we had like 100 mm-hmm followers on facebook uh and instagram and i was just like okay so we so that was part of my uh, uh part of my uh to-do list is to grow that and then we grew to it grew <laughs> uh to about 700 followers and then we had over 5,000 views and it's still being watched and we planned it the vid- virtual gala to not only be that night and then you know we had an auction with it mm-hmm. but also we set up the videos that we can continue to show it all year long so that people can go to the website or facebook and they'll see it and they can and then we pieced it out into different pieces that we i could use for grants and whatnot to use that pay for that uh, so we had we rented a studio for a night mm-hmm. and um cause produced it but then we had this product not only f- again for that night, but when I'm using it all year long, Forever long. to yeah, continue. Long. So that was been helpful. But again, I'm thankful for cause to be there and see all the other events and put on a really good show. Yeah. That's awesome that you're able to learn from other people's mistakes and, uh, kind of set you like, okay, well they did this. Let's make sure set the goal to make sure this is accomplished, especially with social media, um, presence. Uh, are you going to still continue to try to grow that or what's your goal for this year? Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> again, it's going to be great because uh, we're hearing things are going to open up uh, again and then we can see what other nonprofits do. Uh, but also that helped me uh, think why it's a great thing. Well, one of the good things to come out of, you know, COVID was, all these new technologies, the virtual stuff that I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. I, I, I love a live events. So I'm like, yeah, we're going to go back to the live event if we're able to, mm-hmm. but why can't we still have the virtual do both. Yeah. do both? I mean, there's, and then people are like, Oh, well, people aren't going to buy tickets. You won't get them. I'm like, well, with our 5,000 views, I had the second or third. So they did States. How many States people in States watched the video, you know, but, there was like the third highest amount was in England. And I'm <laughs> like, it was like 500 views in England. And I'm like, wow, look at that reach that I never thought I, I would do. And our auction, people in New York were bidding on stuff. And I was like, oh, wow. Like, because a friend shared it and, you know, and our family shared it. Uh, so 
gives you a much broader reach yeah. for your next time. Yeah. And I know some nonprofits are going to be doing hybrids in April mm-hmm. because they have to. They can't have like a full gala. Okay. Yeah. But I'm like, oh, great. I can get more feedback. And again, be lucky, lucky and blessed to be like, oh, I have time to look and see what we want to do. Something that you've said has been really cool to me because you talked about cause and how he donates his time as that auctioneer or that like MC and then just with, like with social media and I think that sometimes we think of going and serving is actually going somewhere and like whether it's serving up food or giving a present but with like nonprofits that the person that you talked about that writes the grants and stuff, or if someone's great at social media and they want to reach out, or even even if you only have like 300 followers on your Instagram to share your Instagram, the best seat in the house, that's doing service right there because it's promoting it to more and more people. And so, I don't know, I, it just like changed my perspective of, oh, like there's so many ways that you can help serve a charity and use your talents. Yeah. and. Uh, Utah is awesome. It's like the number one philanthropic philanthropic uh, state, and the number one with the most nonprofits. And uh, not just just say Utah. I mean, if you're in other states, mm-hmm. that's I, I think people don't think about that very often. Like they're like, oh, I need to uh, cook the meal. You know, mm-hmm. I need to do. There's so many ways you can help nonprofits, and there's so many types of nonprofits. Like I was, uh, I was dating this girl, who, <laughs> who, uh, who loved horses, mm-hmm. and uh, I found this uh, charity up in Ogden, I think, or Farmington, up north from Salt Lake, that took in abused horses, and you can volunteer because she couldn't afford a a horse, uh, or like housing a horse because <laughs> you can probably get a free horse sometimes, but like housing it and like feeding it. But there is like, oh, you can just volunteer your time and take care of horse and you kind of get a horse. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, look at that. There's a nonprofit there that she didn't even think yeah. a nonprofit for a horse. There's just so many options that you can do and use your talents that you don't just have to be like on the front lines doing hard work or, or whatnot. There's so many ways you can help nonprofits. Uh, and a big thing with Heidi as my volunteer coordinator now she's getting to know everyone and we're asking the right questions like hey what do you like to do because mm-hmm. that's kind of a joy for me is like not only are you volunteering for me i want to make it fun too mm-hmm. and if you love like uh uh cara who's one of my closest friends who's writing my grants she, she it's funny like writing grants is very hard and it's a niche thing well yeah and she's talking about it i'm like yeah, it sounds hard it sucks it sucks she loves it. And I'm like, Which is where awesome. have you been? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, where have you been? Like, she never said it until I said I needed this. And she's like, oh, I do that for work. I can do that. I was like, oh, my gosh. She doesn't yeah. understand how big of a need this is. Uh, and a big one for a lot of nonprofits is social media. They need, uh, they need, they love help anyway mm-hmm. that way. But And it's so easy to just like or share mm-hmm. and help because you don't know who's going to see it. Yeah, or right, like if they're great at like copywriting to reach out mm-hmm. or whatever, there's so many things that you can need help with for a charity. So anyways, that just made me be like, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And that could just be on their side gig. 
like yeah. throughout the year instead yeah. of like through your October to December yeah. <laughs> busy season. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, it kind of reminds me of uh, the quote for this episode is, the best way to find yourself is to lose yourself in the service of others. It's by Gandhi. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just, it's so true just because like I, when I was volunteering, I was just, or even dancing, mm-hmm. I was more like, enjoying their enjoy like their faces of <coughs> their big bright smiles like wide open and just and i'm like this is so cool i'm making their day mm-hmm. in turn they're making my you know what i mean it's mm-hmm. kind of like a give and take yeah i but. i i tell people all the time you can offer me all the money in the world and it's not gonna stop me because you can't buy that experience like you right. just you can't you just to be there it's like it's worth everything so that's why i'm so passionate about it because i mean i love to do it it's fun it's awesome to touch people's lives but yeah you just you you can't put money on it that emotion that that experience that Mm -hmm. without just doing it you're a pretty cool dude (laughs) (laughs) um i think i have one final question how did you choose your board so uh one of the many uh, things I didn't know starting a nonprofit, how hard forming a board is. Um, mm. I thought it was just like, you know. And with Utah laws, uh, Utah laws, you have to have three board members to start a nonprofit. Um, so uh, I picked three of my closest friends that were like their biggest like volunteers as my nonprofit. And that was good for the couple, the first couple of years, like, um, cause, uh, my lawyer who set up the nonprofit, uh, who actually his business partner created the Utah laws mm-hmm. for nonprofits. So that was a great connection to have. <laughs> um, he said, his advice was like, get people that you trust, you know? Um, cause sadly in nonprofit world, just like for profit world, like, people can backstab or cut you out and I I wanted to and I also didn't put myself on the board I put myself in the CEO director position and had three separate people uh, because my lawyer also um, said uh, because eventually I do want to make money uh, in my position in my nonprofit but we're so small that Mm -hmm. I don't take a salary Mm -hmm. Uh, but he said it's easier once we're we've raised enough money, we've proven that we're needed in the community, and then I can take a salary. Um, it's just easier to to do that as not a non-board mm-hmm. uh, member. So when I picked my three closest friends, it was great. But then after the first couple of years, again, growth, I was like, oh, we can't grow the way that we are. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I brought on some more board members and then spread out the the responsibilities and now it's like okay now we kind of took a good step forward and now growing and uh another big problem too uh that i encountered was uh people are great and they're a lot and with networking they're like you tell them your idea your what your vision is and they they say they're on board and you know and then you follow up and they're not on board and they were just being nice and I get it but then so we had some stuff like oh 
this person would be great to be a, a board member, but then they're like, yeah, that's awesome. And then they don't do anything. And I'm like, well, that did it help. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, it, a big thing is if they share your vision uh, and they're supportive, whether it's financially or with time or whatnot, it helps to uh, get those people. So now this year we set, we're setting up systems to cultivate people into becoming board members instead of me just picking people. Because uh, now that I have this nice foundation of five board members now, we can cultivate volunteers and actually see who can take the next step and be a core volunteer and then whatnot. Again, with the help of Heidi, uh, helping share my vision and what we want to do, uh, really helps. So, but again, picking board members is hard. <laughs> that was a good question. Well, because again, to relate it on a personal level, we've talked about board of directors, like personal board of directors, and it's the same process that people who share your vision and, um, have the same hopes and dreams and are trustworthy. <laughs> that's a big one. But I like that process. I mean, that can even be, that's one of your goals that maybe Josh was asking for too, is to continue to cultivate good volunteers and eventually help in the long run. Yeah, and and I think I think of my systems where people think that's actually goals. So in my mindset, it's like setting up systems, Mm -hmm. even though they are goals. Um, So I actually, I mean, just going from a volunteer, I used to volunteer for Huntsman for about three years and now I work for them and now I'm their office manager. So volunteering leads you into careers for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, in the volunteers, the volunteering that I did before my nonprofit, I, I as well mm-hmm. <laughs> went up to uh, the camp for special needs that I used to fly back to Pennsylvania for. I was a board member with eventually I just kept I loved it and uh, proved myself that I was committed and grew up the, uh, went up the ladder that way not planning on going up the ladder right. just they're like hey uh, you should be you know over this I was like oh yeah it's like the most selfless way to grow up a ladder yeah <laughs> like, you're just giving and eventually you can help out more and more as you yeah. can like Heidi was one of my top volunteers uh, and she uh, she actually approached me about it and I was like, oh, yeah, I do need that. And it kind of goes back to I, I like control and <laughs> perfectionist, and I'm like, I need to do this. And, uh, uh, but, you know, and then when she asked me and I took it, I was like, let me think about it. I was like, oh, this makes perfect sense because she's my number one volunteer, does whatever is needed because there is stuff – for any nonprofit, there's the really fun stuff, and then there's stuff like, like yeah. So it has to be done, and it sucks, and uh, mm-hmm. that people don't see in the back, uh, in the back end. And uh, she she worked at nonprofits too, and she gets it. And I was like, oh, this is. If I would have thought of a volunteer corner, she is the perfect person that I would have asked. So it worked out that way. Cool. Um, <clears throat> So what have we learned with our special guest, Ivan? I've learned so much. Picking your board of directors, <laughs> managing your time, <laughs> sharing and not being a perfectionist. Delegating. 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 
There's so much. I loved what you said, though, about how, like, these moments, these experiences, like how Josh got choked up of the one event, you know, like, that's something that, how you said, it doesn't matter, like, what you do in life or how much money you have, like, money doesn't buy that type of happiness that comes from service. Yeah. And I, I kind of want to share an experience that just came to mind. Yeah. Not to say goal setting is not a good thing or planning is not a good thing. <laughs> I'm not, even though it's going to come like come out like that. Hey, you can. We will edit it if we don't. <laughs> <approve>. <laughs> so, uh, but uh, uh, just being flexible with your plans and goals, because this experience has happened like five other times for different things, but. Um, it just it's just interesting. I I love planning and setting things and planning events, but then I've learned to add that flexibility in it. So, um, I had this event scheduled. Uh, it's a makeover night at Ronald McDonald House, and it's awesome because we do it around Mother's Day. So we give the, the little girls, you know, paint their nails. Uh, is it manicures that are with the hands? Okay. I always get confused with manicures, manicures, because I don't get them. But, <laughs> uh, you need to change yeah. that. Well. Uh, manicures. And uh, I did it to your, I mean, it's, a, it's a a yearly event that it's around Mother's Day. But anyway, you know, it was my second year, and I was, like, so excited. I was, like, had everything planned. And uh, I had a friend that works for Sephora, so she had all this free makeup to bring, blah, blah, blah. Anyway. Uh, I had to reschedule it four times. I was getting really, really frustrated because, like, all these crazy non-planned things, which mm-hmm. happen in life for sure, yeah. happened. And I was, like, getting really frustrated about it because I'm like, oh, my gosh, I just want to do this event. And it pushed it back, like, a week and a half or whatnot. So it was like, oh, Tuesday. Oh, no, we'll do Thursday. Oh, we'll do it next week. Oh, t- uh. Anyway, you know, doing that, and I was just like, why is this happening? And uh, so the night we were able to schedule it, uh, this little girl came down. uh, Not a little girl. She's like 12. This girl came down, and uh, we're like, hey, you want to get your nails painted? She's like, actually, can I get my toes painted? And again, we were just doing the hands and the the facials and stuff. I was like, but, you know, we're like, yeah, sure. My volunteers are great. They're like, yeah, sure. We'll paint your nails. And I noticed the mom getting kind of emotional, and I was just like, because uh, of this event, I'm just walking around because I'm not really painting any nails. You're not painting uh, the nails? I'm not. Come I'm on. not. I just let the girl volunteers do it. But anyway, so I just saw her getting emotional. I was like, hey, is everything okay? Like, she's like, oh, yeah, everything is okay. I'm like, okay. And I walk around and come back. And like, she's still really emotional. I'm like, is everything okay? You need something to drink or something? She's like, oh, no, no, no. Sorry. Yeah, no. She's like, Sorry, uh, my uh, my daughter uh, has this condition. Basically, her body deter- deteriorates, mm. and she's losing her foot tomorrow. Uh, and I was like, oh, what? Make me cry. And uh, she's like, I mean, no parent wants to ask this, but she that morning asked her daughter, she's like, what do you want to do with the last day with your both feet? You know, she was losing her right foot. She's like, Mom, uh, I just want my toenails painted and i was just like whoa so like all that frustration of moving it mm-hmm. and i'm sure it was not 
it was planned that mm-hmm. way and not in my plans but mm-hmm. in other people's plans and god's uh, plans, God's plans. <laughs> okay so i was like yeah, yeah, I, <laughs> I was like oh, what do I say? Okay. um and i was like oh my gosh like the odds of that like one in a million to be that perfect time no lie three months later again it happens and i'm like what's going on again that same girl comes down i was like oh no and we had a petting zoo Mm -hmm. and uh i was like afraid to talk to the mom because oh gosh what (laughs) now so i did because uh they're a great family and again i saw the mom get emotional and i was just like Oh, it happened again, probably. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I had to move it three times. And again, you know, her mom, I was talking to her mom, and her mom was like, yeah, she's losing her, her uh, fingers uh, yeah, in two days or something like that. And she's like, Mom, I just want to touch something fluffy. And no lie, she had a bunny in her lap for, like, 45 minutes. Like, kids will come in for, like, 20 minutes and then leave, you know, cool. But she just stayed with the same bunny and none of us were like yeah you, you want that bunny for whatever long you want and uh it happened again with her like but other experiences too but uh it was just interesting it's just like i'm like oh my gosh uh, and it made me like continue to plan and set up things but also be prepared for whatever's gonna gonna happen Heidi, I was thinking about how you do the bags for the girls, days mm-hmm. for girls. And I was like, see, Heidi gets it. But <laughs> you're always serving every week. and it, But it really does, like, I don't know. I love this whole, it just, I've been thinking all these different things that I want to do to help you out. And so, I don't know. Well, I think, I mean, like you said, there's nothing that can make up for that can take the place of that that smile on their face, right? The um, I make bags for days for girls, which um, are reusable feminine hygiene kits, and then we take them to girls in developing countries and teach them about feminine hygiene, and then like give them these kits that they can then use. And the idea, the days for girls, is is giving back school days to them because they would miss school if they were on their period. And, and then they aren't educated and then they can't get jobs and then they can't support themselves and then they have to turn to men who may not care about them, but anyway, right? So like we're giving them back their lives essentially by giving them these hygiene kits and teaching them about it. And I had made the bags for a year maybe um, when I went to Nepal um, with Choice Humanitarian and Choice Humanitarian uses the Days for Girls back. So they've partnered and Choice plans um, the the expeditions and goes to the villages and has other projects in the villages and then one of their leads will teach will take the girls aside for a day and and teach them about feminine hygiene and what that really looks like and what it can look like what it should look like right and and just sitting in this meadow in the himalayas with these girls and then giving them bags that we had made and and even the moms in the back being like can i have one of those right i mean just life-changing for them and then later having this meeting with the village leaders and having the women say like what you did today will change these girls lives right and it's it's just me sitting at my sewing machine like sewing up some bags every once in a while right but but seeing that difference you can have more of my time right buy buy fabric for bags okay i'll buy fabric for bags right or whatever it takes because you see that difference that it is in their lives yeah, I mean, having money is awesome to get donated, you know, lots of money, but uh, 
you know going back to what we said before like you know whatever you your talents are you can use and share and i mean i'm sure that bag and those supplies are like 10 bucks maybe or 20 bucks yeah you know yeah you're like oh yeah that's like uh, uh mcdonald's sure. you know combo you mm-hmm. know, eight bucks <laughs> or something exactly but then that's life-changing and mm-hmm. that's the beauty of non well and think about like what you throw down money for right like Oh, I need like some more earbuds or wh- whatever it is. I remember this day, this is going to sound so vain, but I, re- I spent all of this time trying to find like the perfect silver necklace. I just really wanted a silver necklace for my outfit the next day, right? I spent all of this time, bought the necklace. It was only 20 bucks, right? But something, right? Bought the necklace. And then, and then why can't I go spend 20 bucks on a fab- fabric that's going to make 20 girls 20 bags? And and or maybe not 20 bags but right like i'm so easy to like throw out money you know for that mm-hmm. like cute sweater or or that mail that drive through mail that i just like really need right now cuz yeah. i'm i'm hungry yeah. you know and uh and i can't throw it down for something else that's way more meaningful and life changing how do you go go at your salary you have at home <laughs> and, like, <laughs> and put the money somewhere else yeah. uh, <laughs> A, a big thing with nonprofits is uh, it's copying each other, <clears throat> and we we watch each other like, oh, did that work? Did that not work? And we, uh, I'm lucky to have a network of other nonprofits that we share info and whatnot. And kind of going back to that, one thing that I copied that a nonprofit did, going off those terms, what we just talked about, is the Operation Underground Railroad. They have a, a bombalition uh, monthly donor, and it's like. Uh, $20, you know, so I copied that to a $10 monthly a donor mm-hmm. and it used to be called, I just changed it, but it used to be called cheaper than Netflix. Yeah. Oh, Cause I'm like, Hey, you can be a cheaper than Netflix yeah. monthly donor. Cause it's like what? 1299 to, sure. um, but they, they kind of based on like $20 they're like, Hey, you get, you know, I don't get coffee, but I, Starbucks, cheaper than is, a cup of yeah, coffee. Starbucks yeah. is a lot of money. And they're like, Hey, take down one of your month uh weekly coffee runs and donate it to our mm-hmm. charity every month and you put it in that terms are like oh yeah like um i pay for netflix i just add another netflix account but it's a monthly donation to a charity so mm-hmm. yeah it's it's interesting that you're like oh it's you you see your financial thing they're like oh yeah that's not bad to plan at all mm-hmm and I think you're in the backstory of things because, like, I came and helped you with days for girls mm-hmm. bags, and I knew it was like feminine products. But when you shared that story, I was like, "Oh my gosh! Like, that's awesome!" And hearing the backstory of like why you're doing your charity and like how like those 200 people that you, there wasn't room for them, you know, like it just gives that perspective of what can I be doing. And is my checklist really important? My checklist that I'm not even checking off. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Thank you, Ivan, for coming. For sure. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Just like Ivan, dream big, start small, and act daily. I'm on his website right now, and it's really cool. So I know. I pulled it up, and then I was worried it was going to. Go check it out. Mm -hmm. I can't wait to push play. There's Ivan. Yeah, that just reminds me I have to add the new video. I don't think I... I think I planned it and then didn't plan it. Look at that, folks. You're witnessing a first goal right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Sweetie. Aww.
Can't wait to look at that. So, listeners, go. What are Rory's warriors? Uh, are we still on, I guess? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so this Rory, will be your final. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Rory is my mascot. Cute. Well, we have a couple mascots, and I'm growing them. But Rory is our main mascot, and uh, Rory's warriors is our way of uh, getting new families, new kids to join our our charity so uh, families can sign up there to be a, a warrior because uh, especially with our well all our kids are fighting something so i call them our little warriors because they're either fighting cancer or fighting the financial uh burdens of being in poverty or foster care fighting not having a family so yeah. uh so yeah that's Rory's warriors but yeah thanks for having me guys yeah Appreciate it. thanks for coming Thanks, Evan. So, uh, my next week goals is do, continuing with a no soda, uh, doing my dailies. I'm going back down to the drinking of 120 to 80 and take a Meredith's advice here and do 80 ounces and then work out four times this week and. I need to make a brochure and um, yeah, I'm going to chill out a little bit this week. And those are my goals. Very cool. Awesome. Me? Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) Um, I'm uh, doing most of the same thing. So prayers, I'm slowing down, um, working on the phone again. And actually, I really enjoy having my phone in the other room while I work. I get a lot more done. My weekly report, you know how your it pops up on your phone, how often, like, so I was down 38% last week. I'm not sure why. I mean, but maybe it's because my phone was in the other room while I was working. Um, I'm going to work on writing in writing gratitude things nightly. I used to do that. I kind of got out of the habit and it's been kind of like a, I write a whole bunch like two times a week or something. So I'm gonna bring that back, try to remember to do that on a nightly basis. Um, Seeing it in the shower, I'm getting a good list and then I'm gonna finish my desk so I can be done with that for forever. I mean, it was a picture of the guy at Lowe's at the what the The guy guy at Lowe's (laughs) (laughs) he should be part of my story I should know his name by now hopefully you don't have to go back to Lowe's oh I better not have to go back to Lowe's that would be the worst I will join you for a bonfire oh please do oh you're all invited if I choose to burn the desk (laughs) it will be done or it will be burnt this weekend (laughs) yep so uh, the desk is a goal from last year but you know we're just we're, we're almost there. That's what's going on this week. I'll go really quick. I am not setting any goals this week. I just don't want to. Like, I <laughs> I have a lot going on at work yeah. this week. I have a busy weekend. I'll still do my running, but yeah. I'm just not I support not you in anything. that. I also feel this is what happens when we do, like, really high-motivated weekend weeks. That The next week it's like... Okay. Okay. I'm taking a step back. <laughs> yep. Um, I'll jump to mine. I will do two workouts after work on Tuesday and Thursday because that's when I go in the office and have access to that gym. My dailies, which I don't really even need to mention anymore because they're pretty consistent. And then I need to practice the guitar this week. So we'll do 10 minutes a day on the guitar. 
I played, um, so I had my nieces over for a sleepover this week, and we sang songs before they went to bed, and I played the ukulele, and they sang along, and it was so cute. I mean, to be fair, they're very easy songs, because it's like the alphabet song and stuff, and the kids just keep singing, even though it doesn't sound that great, so that's also also good, but I played something while people were singing. (laughs) Nice. Well... I look forward to next week. Thank you for tuning in this week where we dream big, start small, and act daily. Goodbye. Bye. This podcast is brought to you by Remnus Audio. If you also want to be accountable or record your journal or preserve your memories, head on over to remnusaudio.com and Steph here will take the hard work out of preserving your memories. Yeah, I will. You don't have to put them on a podcast like we are to share with everyone every week. <laughs>